Assalamualaikum Hi Salam Ramadan You're back with another episode of Salam Farihin Ramadan series Alhamdulillah, I bet that when you're listening to this episode It'll already be the last 10 days of Ramadan And I hope that with this episode and the episodes to come that you will be able to benefit from it and make full use of it to be able to maximize your last 10 days of this beautiful month inshallah so i know that when these episodes come out it'll be around the time that you'll be up for sahur or just getting ready for sahur or if you're listening to it at different times i totally understand but since season three is designed for listeners to listen during sahur and as this is the last 10 days of ramadan i will try to make this episode short and simple inshallah well without further ado bismillah enjoy The first chapter that we'll be covering today is titled Allah loves humility without disgrace. There is an ayah in the Quran that Allah says to the believers, whoever amongst you turns away from his religion, then Allah will replace them with people who love Allah and are beloved to him. Allah mentions that these people truly love Allah and they are truly loved by him. Then Allah refers to their characteristics and says they are humble amongst the believers and that they carry themselves with dignity amongst disbelievers and they don't fear the blame of the blamers. Here in this chapter is actually covering about two things. One, to be humble amongst believers and two, to carry themselves with dignity amongst the disbelievers. So the first one, being humble amongst the believers. I think my thoughts on this one would be the fact that sometimes when you pursue a certain knowledge and you meet with someone who is also in the same field of that knowledge that you're pursuing, we kind of have like a bit of a pride of wanting to be better than that other person and this can normally make the other person feel so belittled so invalidated and that is a very scary thing i always worry whenever i whenever i learn about something new whenever i learn about islam whenever i learn about something new and i want to share it with someone i always worry first i worry that i might seem like a show-off i worry that i might belittle them like for instance i found out something about salah um all these while i've been doing it wrong for instance and i want to tell it on to someone else how do i tell it to them in a way that 
they would accept it as me just trying to share this knowledge and not trying to go like you've been doing it wrong all your life so let me just tell it to your face <laughs> but yeah sometimes it even led me to just stay quiet or I try to drop hints here and there or just try to set an example but yeah I'm constantly in the limbo of trying to know how can I approach people at the same time stay humble even in times when I'm doing podcast episodes or when I'm writing on my blog I always take my time because I read my texts over and over to kind of make sure that I'm talking to people in a way that I'm trying to relate to them and I'm not looking down on them and all that so when I came into this chapter I really wanted to be able to understand how to have that humility without disgrace but it says here that all you need to have is just that healthy pride as we talked about in the previous episode having healthy pride can allow you to maintain humility among the believers and when you're just sharing knowledge you're just sharing knowledge you know it takes a lot of practice and there's a very thin line (laughs) between sharing knowledge and trying to show off but may allah protect our hearts our tongues when we speak and our actions when we teach so that we can maintain humility without disgrace among believers and then the second part is to carry ourselves with dignity amongst the disbelievers and i think it was really sweet from this book it talked about how to carry out this part of the text let me just read one paragraph it says somebody might look at this verse and assume it gives them license to go to their non-muslim neighbors bang on their door at christmas and tell them to take down their decorations no what it does mean is that on eid we go over with a sense of pride tell them how as muslims we have just fasted the month of ramadan and that we would like to share this celebration with them and share gifts with them. This is the opposite of relinquishing our faith in the presence of the people who don't believe in it. Allah says that they strive in the path of Allah and they don't fear the blame of the blamers. Ibn al-Qayyim, Allah's mercy be upon him, draws our attention to the fact that Allah did not say the blame of disbelievers because often the people who persecute us the most or try to shame us out of our Islam are actually other Muslims so when you're being around those who do not share the same faith as us how does one try to remain collected remain calm wanting to share your experience your love for your faith the beauty of your faith to them without you know like bombarding and demotivating them out of their own faith it is by practicing humility without disgrace i hope that after listening to this part that you'll be able to just pause and ponder 
how you've been practicing humility without disgrace and may Allah ease the second chapter that we'll be talking about is actually one of my favorite chapters from this book it's titled Allah loves forbearance and deliberation now when I first came onto this chapter I was wondering what does it really mean forbearance sounds like a very difficult word it's not a word that I usually come across and I was just worried I wasn't gonna get it the first time but thankfully Imam Dr. Omar Sulaiman um, he really wrote it simply and yet at the same time the complexity of how he arranged his words um, it just really gets to you but anyways it says here that forbearance is when you are particularly patient with people it's about patience and holding yourself back it is relatively easier to be patient with a natural disaster with something bad happening that is outside of anyone's control rather than with someone in front of us who is really testing our patience and that really got me i think this year there were a lot of need for forbearance you know what they say be careful what you wish for one of the du'as that i always make is for allah to make me strong and how can allah make you strong without testing you honestly <laughs> like if you want to if you make du'a for Allah to make you someone who um, is better at speaking, of course Allah will give you tests or opportunities for you to speak more. That way you can practice and in the end, inshallah, be a better speaker. So of course when it comes to praying to Allah that you become a very strong person, there has to be that strong challenge for you to overcome. As for forbearance, it somehow correlates to one of my du'as to Allah every single time and it's to be able to withhold myself in times of anger, in times of disagreements, frustrations, and I don't know. For those of you who don't know, I just started working, um, well, uh, it's been four months now. But when I just started working, I really, I really felt like I was walking on eggshells because I was still trying to get to know everybody. I don't know what they like, what they don't like. I don't know their pet peeves. I don't know what can trigger anger. I don't know what I can and cannot do. Um, I was very afraid of making mistakes, but whenever someone would... Uh, do something that was not in my favor I just try my best to not react to it I try my best to just sit back though I do end up talking about it with my friends um, trying to find solutions and all like how should I handle this what should I do when this happens but there is always that little part of me that thinks that I could have been stronger that i could have been more patient more forbearing basically and handle the situation better so when i read about this part of the book i really thought 
that it speaks to me. All in all, I hope that we can be people, we can be the kind of people who can be more calm, collected, and patient, and as I said, able to withhold ourselves a lot better to maintain composure because whenever we are acting to our emotions we might do things that we'll regret being forbearing is really something that i strive for ever since i read about it in this chapter but anyways deliberation deliberation here means one who basically is deliberate I think one of the challenges when I first started working was I was very worried about my work ethic. I told myself like I want to be able to submit my tasks on time but at the same time I want to be able to make sure that I can double check triple check my work to make sure that it's perfect so that I don't of course I will make mistakes I'm human but try to reduce that try to avoid having a high frequency of mistakes so because of that there might be a misconception that I am slow at doing my work it does says here that being al-ana is a way to please Allah Al-Ana is the related quality of being calculated, of being deliberate, of making sure that you do things properly. It says that Al-Ana is the opposite of haste. The Prophet Wasallam said that haste is from the devil, but Al-Ana, which is deliberation, is from Allah. Al-Ana is when a person takes their time to make sure that everything is done right that nothing is out of order and just as they have a great sense of self-control they have great control of their environment as well they are making sure that they are always doing things properly calculated in a structured way in a way that sustains progress rather than hinders it not in a way that would make progress too slow but in a way that would maintain a steady momentum towards Allah, towards these good things. Allah loves to see us be forbearing, to take our time and make sure that things are done right, that we don't rush, that we don't that we are not hasty with the things that we do. Some people and I relate to this part of the paragraph, some people might criticize this as being slow, but it is not slow in the same way that people might criticize a person who doesn't react to insult or to fallness in a like manner as being too slow or reserved. But these qualities are beloved to Allah because they are done from a place of intentionality and we as believers are taught to be intentional about the things that we do. I'd like to also add that it's not these qualities are not just for work they're not just for business but it's also in a way so that we can carefully shape ourselves to becoming that best version 
of ourselves that we strive for. For instance, with deliberation, when we're trying to set up a goal for ourselves, like by the age of this or by next year, maybe I want to be able to be someone who can khatam at least three times. So with deliberation, you can maybe calculate what is the average number of pages that you need to read in a day, in a week, in a month, and that way with careful deliberation and then forbearance um, of being patient and withholding yourselves when you feel like giving up, when things get hard, that can help you to attain positive results inshallah and so many other things that can be related back to Allah inshallah next Allah loves due diligence due diligence uh, why are the chapters today speaks to me so much in relation to me just getting employed but yeah due diligence due diligence is very very important because it shows that you really care about the thing that you're doing it shows that you really pay attention to detail and of course Allah loves these kind of things Allah loves it when you put your soul you put your heart into it and it shows how much you really want it so for instance if you're Um, applying due diligence to your work ethic it'll show that you really want to be able to um, carry out your work well and when you really want to carry out your work well and you actually do it you are actually fulfilling your responsibility which is your amanah and overall it will please Allah so of course Allah loves due diligence due diligence in this chapter speaks of itqan which means excellence in the work ethic or due diligence as well as ihsan which um, have been mentioned in the previous episodes that ihsan refers to excellence or motivation to the drive that we have with regards to Allah so if you mix these two together it means that you're not just aiming for a higher standard in motivation alone but a higher standard in work ethic and this testimony and this is testimony to a higher standard of motivation as well thus if we have it gone in our work ethic and we're detail oriented it speaks to a superior degree of motivation as well to a greater level of ihsan when we strive to involve itqan and ihsan during all of our affairs it shows the kind of motivation that we have for ourselves it shows the kind of drive that we have and things like this will be very pleasing to Allah inshallah and we can become one of the beloved to Allah moving on to the last chapter that we'll be talking about today is very hashtag relatable which is Allah loves consistency one of the well-known hadith about consistency I believe is with regards to what kind of actions does Allah 
love most i think and the answer would be consistency even if they are small ones and honestly this was a very big push for me when i was just starting out into this amazing journey that i am on right now knowing that allah appreciates every little effort that we make even if they are small but as long as they're consistent so when you start your actions with bismillah although there are like certain du'as for instance when you look at the mirror there's a du'a for it when you start your car and you're gonna go somewhere there's a du'a for that as well but if you just start it with bismillah it is already a form of ibadah and you a form of ibadah because you're also centering your life with allah whereas there is very small that's just saying bismillah you know compared to saying a full du'a but knowing that allah loves consistency despite how small your action is that's just beautiful like how easy it is to find ways to be among those beloved by allah of course we should always aim for excellence we should always aim for a higher standard but just saying for those starting out it says here how does consistency speak the love of allah in particular the scholars explained it in this way they said if a person is able to maintain consistency in doing good deed that's actually a testimony of it being sincerely for allah why because if one wavers in doing good deeds then it's probably a sign that there are external circumstances that drive the performance or lack of performance of those good deeds this means that these good deeds rest upon something other than the love of allah or at least are highly motivated by things external to the love of allah if a person is able to be consistent with a good deed even if it's small then that's a sign they are also consistent in their love of Allah that they are maintaining the steady presence of Allah's love and of concern for Allah's love in their lives no matter what is happening to them no matter what their emotional state is no matter what's taking place it says here when it comes to the last 10 nights of Ramadan we are supposed to push ourselves to the greatest levels of worship then suddenly we hit this wall of Eid where we stop doing everything altogether. What does this say about our consistency with Allah? Before we get back to that very last paragraph, I want to also highlight the fact that consistency may be a challenge. Especially being human, you tend to make a lot of mistakes. You tend to want a lot of things. And when you want a lot of things, there might be opportunity costs that comes with it so you might miss out on that consistency but like diets <laughs> you might have cheat days just remember to come back to that diet meal the very next day pretty much with consistency in trying to strive to become better if you have your cheat days your lazy days just remember that the minute you feel recharged, the minute you feel like 
you are ready take that step and restart don't worry you'll be okay you imagine a graph and you are moving upwards during those lazy days don't think of it as your graph going down think of it as your graph just moving straight from left to right it's just stagnant this is when you're resting this is when you're recharging this is when you might feel a little bit of doubt in yourself which happens it does our minds can play tricks with us our emotions can go up and down as well but don't worry after you've gone through that remember that you can always pick yourself back up and Allah loves those who pick themselves up remember Allah loves independence after that just get back on your consistency if you practice on picking yourself back up and continuing that consistency inshallah it will turn into a habit and consequently into a lifestyle speaking of which getting back into that very last paragraph about how we should remain consistent in our forming of ibadah not just during the last 10 days of ramadan but all the way inshallah even after that should be something that we are motivated to do let's ponder about it together and be there for each other inshallah tonight when you pray please also pray for us you me and everybody else so that our hearts will be filled with patience forbearance (laughs) deliberation so that we become people who can be consistent in our journey towards our creator may we also have due diligence in all of our activities all of our affairs and ultimately also practice humility without disgrace thank you so much for listening to this week's episode hope you find it beneficial and just sort of be able to remind yourself of your goals and your own missions for not just this world but also the next With that, I end this week's episode and I hope to see you in the next one, inshallah. Much love and prayers from me, Farihin.